Hello and welcome to episode 70 of the Owners Club. I own the moment. This is not TJ's voice. We lost TJ at episode 69. We're not really sure what happened. He's feeling under the weather. So when the boss is away, the kids will play. Bachman, how are you doing? It is Ryder Cup week. We got our 2016 Ryder Cup gear, uh, you know, and I'm just so pumped to root on America. One of my absolute favorite sporting events, both to go to and to watch. So it is, it is bittersweet because as you know, we had tickets to this year's Ryder Cup. We had a place picked out above a bar, not too far away. It was all planned out. And then, uh, Ah, COVID just kept getting in the way and things got a little tricky and we had to cancel it and we had to be here for the owner's club and uh, it's okay. I will be sporting this all weekend, not taking it off, cheering on our boys, bringing home that cup. Yeah, and I I, uh, I think you may have a, a little picture for the uh, <laughs> for the crowds. Tease the, uh, tease the, the 2016 Ryder Cup. Oh, let's see. Let's see. That was that, – those – we're fun times. Oh, where are we? Let's see. It was, I don't know. For anyone who has never been, it is top three sporting event experience. Even if you're not a golf fan, it doesn't matter because it is just a ridiculous, absolute ridiculous time. Uh, people cheering. I remember we had 10,000 people singing the national anthem as Phil Mickelson was walking up on the par three. Uh, I remember you've got some of the players that apparently we weren't being loud enough cheering us on. Like it was just a raucous experience. You can see the Pounder America themed Budweiser beers product placement there. We'll take that profit later on. Gosh, it was a great time. What do you remember? I I think my my favorite, like not too rude insult of the entire weekend was Matthew Fitzpatrick is sitting about 10 yards in front of us on 617 green. I think it was 17 green and somebody just yells as he's watching one of his teammates get ready to putt. Did your mommy cuss? And he was eating a sandwich and somebody yells, did your mommy cut the crusts off that for you? And it was just absolutely like I lost it. I mean, lots of people, unfortunately can be a little over the top. That was just clever and excellent. So uh, <laughs> it yeah. was great. Amazing. He loved it too. He starts, he just, like, cause it was literally like in between putts or whatever, like not distracting a golf, but definitely in between. And he just starts like chalking, but he's like, keeping it's like, Shh. oh, he, he did look like he was 17 and he played phenomenal. I believe that was yeah. in the match play. He just uh, put on a, a show, but yeah. Oh, fun times, fun times. But all right, what are we actually here for? We're here for the owner's club. We're here for football. We're here for NFTs. Even though I missed out on the Tiger Woods NFT, it really feels like a lot of golf theme this week. But um, what about you? Did you get anything there? Do you uh, have any luck? Not in the first two drops, but they kind of broke it up. I'm interested to hear if there's any rationale that we're going to learn behind that with the uh, the drops not being being two a day as opposed to five and five. So. My guess is that a lot of people like me as the night went on just kind of started forgetting about it and they probably saw like turnout decreased as the night went on. Uh, I don't know. That's at least my reasoning, but that's okay. Okay. So we've got a busy agenda for tonight. What are we going to do? We're going to, we'll talk about the pre-order. We know a lot of excitement coming around that. Uh, we've got some updates there we can deliver. 
We uh, will review last week, take a look at how our lineup did, take a look at how some of the winners did. Um, let's see. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about week three. We'll put uh, some of your best plays, some of my best plays, where I think the opportunity is, find those contrarian ones, take our five jokers and create that optimal lineup. And spoiler, there might be a little disagreement here, but that's okay. That's okay. And then we'll end it with the big announcement. You see that tweet? I don't think I even told you about it before that tweet. No, I haven't seen it. A thousand cards might be given away. A thousand. So we'll go into the details there. I'm excited, but let's start things off. Okay. Um, Buck, you've been busy. Uh, marketplace has been going well. Uh, a lot of activity there, but we also know that people who maybe don't have as much NFT crypto experience, it's kind of a, a bit of a learning curve. And Eventually, we're still working towards we're going to have a USD, a credit card, PayPal-based marketplace. It's still going to take a few weeks because there's a lot of behind-the-scenes things with regards to KYC and USDC linking that needs to happen. Um, but for now, there's still a lot of activity, but there's definitely a bit of a learning curve. And so you put together some materials to help people. But can you kind of give a high level, maybe some of the mistakes you've been seeing or some of the, the challenges and where people can go to get more information? Yeah, I mean, Marketplace has been live for like five days since last Saturday. We've already seen over 1,500 sales in the Marketplace. Tons of activity, tons of people obviously improving their squads, speculating on the future, both what we think uh, is coming from a, um, you know, from a like team improving over the season or optimizing for schedule, but also some of the upcoming new contests that we teased in the announcement earlier this week. And so... Uh, with that, right, lots of people in the in the um, lots of people in the marketplace, and then a few people who are struggling. So we know uh, that uh, crypto adoption and like the steps to get into the marketplace right now are uh, unfamiliar to some of our our user base. And so we've done a couple things. Um, the first one, and I'm just going to share my screen here. The first one that we've done is um, we've just put together a uh, let's see, we've put together a marketplace getting started guide so this is on our discord if you're in the discord there's a channel over here marketplace getting started and this is evolving what we have right now is just kind of the high level steps i'm not going to read through it on on the podcast but if you're not in the discord you need to get in the discord because there's tons of giveaways there's tons of announcements etc that you can see if you are in the discord and getting started in the marketplace has been a little bit difficult for you start with this tab um, you'll see the steps that you'll see here. There's also a marketplace help channel that we have here in the general admission section. So even if you don't have any cards yet and are just looking to get started on TOC, go to marketplace help, ask questions. We've seen a ton of users in the community learning about this and being able to help uh, people through it. Scott, our, our lead engineer is in there. It feels like 24 seven. I don't know when the man sleeps answering questions. I'll be in there, Coop's in there. We're all trying to help people get onboarded to the uh, to the marketplace. Um, there's a couple of things that you know are tripping people up in terms of like getting on the right network, but definitely start with that marketplace getting started guide. And if you're having further issues, get into that marketplace help channel, ask questions. Lots of people have already figured it out and they want you in that marketplace even more than you want to be there. So they'll be happy to help get you there. I like it, I like it. Very, very helpful news. And as Box said, leading from the top, there is zero reason not to be in the Discord. And I know we're probably preaching to the choir here with the people who are joining the show. We're obviously in the Discord too. But um, we have what? And Coop, I know you probably need to but we got what? Maybe about 
1200, 1500 owners, uh, in total right now in the owners club. But, uh, when we talked about the, uh, the giveaway for tomorrow night with regards to, uh, the squares game, I think last I saw there were only like 600 or so entries. Um, so big, big opportunity. If you're not already, there's lots of giveaways being done. Even if you're not one who's going to be the most social and chatting the discord, it's hundred percent worth joining just to keep tabs on the information and the announcements from a help from an education as well as that's where all the giveaways are being planned. So highly recommend being there. Bachman, that information is very helpful. Thank you for that. Um, One last plug on the Discord. Actually, two last plugs. One for the Discord. Um, If you are in the Discord and you haven't validated your owner's club role, make sure to do that. Check in at the Will Call channel to join. There's a bunch of people who are owners and who are talking in the Discord all the time who, who haven't validated that role. The giveaways are exclusive to owners need to be in have the owners club role in the discord so if you haven't done it yet you should do it you're just missing out on good opportunities uh the other plug is somebody's got to tell you guys to like the stream we get more <laughs> likes this week than when tj's here then i get to keep my job and that is going to be really cool for me since i get paid nothing so as everyone knows i am always willing to double box the salary okay i'm hot box i'm taking this off i uh All right. oh. yeah yeah Okay, so we will let's move on. Bach, give me a recap. What happened in week two? Yeah, absolutely crazy. So let me just pull up the uh, the leaderboard here. We can just take a quick look. So big shout out to Big Mo, uh, who took down the main event. Um, just I, I can't talk and share that's okay. At the same so time. yeah, Big Mo took it down. Uh, I did see. I think it was with a late. Uh, Sunday night push with the Kansas City tight ends. Um, Obviously putting up a lot of there and then managed to survive that four touchdown performance by Aaron Jones and the Green Bay running backs. Uh, Really make put in a charge, but uh, congrats to Big Mo. Excited to see you in Miami. Yeah, congrats to Big Mo. I mean, pretty crazy what we saw was, you know, similar to last week, winning lineups, Arizona, QB, Cleveland running back, Kansas City tight ends. Like, um, I think, I think Tampa Bay tight end may have been optimal in week one. We can jump back to it. Now, Kansas City tight end was the was in the winning lineup. So pretty crazy yeah. so far. I think Tampa Bay may have scored by like a less than a point. But in that last one, the defense, they had an extra point or two advantage. But yeah. 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 So, you know, I mean, and Seattle wide receivers is crushed two weeks in a row. Like, I don't think that we would expect all of this to happen every week. But certainly, if you've got Arizona cards, if you've got Cleveland cards, if you've got Seattle cards, you've bought into, and obviously Kansas City cards, you've bought into offenses that are going to be pretty good. We knew that going in, uh, it's not going to win every week, but you got to be feeling pretty good. Um, interestingly, on the side hustle, uh, we almost had a repeat Arizona stack win. They came in tied for a second, uh, but the winning lineup was actually a wide receiver running back stack. And, you know, Justin, uh, I you know, always know I hate to give you kudos, but kudos to you in terms of thinking about like the scoring here and how do we make the scoring such that the QB wide receiver stacks aren't always going to win and uh, making sure that we've got that um, by doing, you know, the running back, uh, no PPR, changing up some of the point structure. We see a, a wide receiver and a running back win now still a game stack in this case, right? So opportunity to get contrarian. Um, but, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see the side hustle as we get a couple more weeks of data. What What is going to win? Yeah. And uh, 
I think what's interesting as well here and kind of throw a little alpha out there, but uh, you see what 13, I'm trying to do a quick math, but 13 people played the Arizona QB, Arizona wide receiver stack. Um, Fusili, me, Lemmings at the top, like their combo serial numbers, 35, 50, that's fantastic. You know, I'm sure Fusili pretty much knew that, hey, like if his ends up winning, uh, you know, if that's the one, he's probably going to have the lowest stack. Um, anyone else below that needs to start thinking about like, hey, if I'm Lemmings. Well, um, had 16. Oh, I'm, oh, because that's the Joker. Okay, so, yeah, there, Joker. so there you go. Um, but I guess that, that'll move around a little because the Joker could obviously change. But I guess what I'm getting at is, if you're not having that lowest combination, maybe it needs to start getting some strategy because, hey, you might say like, okay, I still got like, you know, $150 if I was one of the lower ones, which is still fantastic. But the thing is now you're playing for upside where your upside is pretty much never going to be more than 150 maybe 350 if you're one of those lower ones. And that's where it makes sense either to do one of two things. One is maybe go to the marketplace and try to level up and get that lower serial number to make your stronger. That's hard if your total is 445, but maybe if you've got the 69 or the 50, nah, you can't do 69, let that be. But the 50 maybe, like maybe it might make sense for you to kind of pay that upgrade. Um, something worth considering there. For the others, it may make sense to start figuring out, okay, how do I maybe go with that QB and opposing wide receivers kind of stack or mix it up a little? Because at the end of the day, that 1500 to 750 like that's a decent little level up and uh if you're one of the ones the lower combo lower or the higher you know combined for your cereals that first place is just not really going to be in play when you have such a chalky stack yeah and interestingly you look down here right arizona tampa bay just a couple points off two people played it so i think i think it just continues to highlight the um the the game theory involved in the side hustle entries and figuring out how do you optimize both like total points, but also total payout if the, that hits. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, um, let's see. We got a couple questions. Let's uh, let's throw a Justin Alvey question out here uh, just to get a little discussion. But uh, if you only bought one pack, what one move do you think most people should make on the secondary market? Um my thought is, um, if you only bought one pack, you probably maybe have one, you know, a couple, maybe one, maybe two, maybe a couple decent cards. Uh, I'm not sure that going and saying, hey, I'm going to go buy this one expensive card is going to be my best move. Uh, it's still going to be an uphill battle. Rather, and I know you asked for what one move, but I'm still going to combine these and call it one move. I would rather be thinking about, okay, who are the, you know, position groups, those maybe position teams that are people are low on for whatever reason that we still think can break out. I know our, you know, Waz, who is one of the top 10 uh, fantasy projection analysts each year, like knows his football. He's been talking in the discord that, Hey, he saw that the New York, uh, you know, New York giants tight ends are extremely undervalued. He was picking them up off the secondary market for like low, less than $20 because they've done nothing so far because Evan Ingram hasn't played when Evan Ingram starts playing and they still have Kyle Rudolph. So now you're turning into one of those teams that has multiple tight ends that could come into play. Are they going to become like the number one, two, three tight end? I don't know. Probably not. But like, do they have the opportunity to have those kind of weeks occasionally? I think definitely. And what are you doing? You're getting it at a very cheap price. So I'd say my move would be rather than trying to, hey, go buy one expensive card to really try to perfect my team. I would say, hey, let me go more from a volume place. Maybe I'm making bets because two things happen there. One is maybe those actually, you get the opportunity to play good matchups, put those in and you have a good week. Or 
this now becomes a leveling up exercise. And I think, hey, uh, Waz, maybe I think he saw he bought like six or seven of those New York Giant tight ends. Well, if they actually start doing well in a couple of weeks, maybe he has the opportunity to flip them. Now you got some more TOC balance in your wallet. And hey, maybe in a couple of weeks, you'll be able to actually use that in the marketplace to then get another upgrade. I think I, I completely agree. Try to find a, a kind of an underappreciated asset we've been talking about the whole time. The other thing, the other thing I would just recommend is, you know, figure out how you can stack what you do have, how you can design a script for what you do have to hit. And so, you know, maybe in week four, three of your guys are, are you know, your quarterback and, and your running back are playing against each other. And they're not projected to be the absolute top plays, right? But if you go get that wide receiver group for that quarterback and that game kind of goes off script, then all of a sudden we can, um, all of a sudden you can, you know, you can have, have a good week again, build some TOC balance and then figure out how you want to keep leveling up. Completely agree. Completely agree. Okay. Uh, any other questions that we should run by or we can kind of, to jump no, in. Uh, I'm seeing in the Discord. I'll just pop it up real quick. We just got some run it back news. Yeah, no, don't put that on the screen. I think Casey's fooling us. I think it's I WNBA. Think so. I don't think it's new. NBA too, Poker Brothers? Let's run it back. Yeah, I think I think right right now. But I think the news that's been dropping is just more information on the WNBA. We yeah. already tweeted that, Casey. We appreciate you, but you got me uh you got me distracted too. I thought it was gonna be NBA too. Um is today the last day of summer? I know that was leading this a little, 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 little confusion um, because there was going to be so much during Top Shot, but it's okay. Um, what about our optimal lineup? How did our five jokers do last week, Bach? I think we did a little better than uh, we Our five jokers did really good last week. Our optimal lineup after the first week where we just like completely whiffed on the cash line. So uh, I don't have the slide up, but last week we had KCQB, Cleveland running back, Seattle wide receiver, KC tight end, and Denver defense. We would have cashed for uh, we would have gotten a total of 145, so $500 cash. Interestingly, three people did play that exact lineup, so uh, you know, kudos to them. Uh, a nice little hit, tied for 33rd. So, uh, pretty pretty awesome uh, result. Uh, still not taking it down. Just going to show that even when you have no restrictions on your card, it's still pretty random. Uh, but uh, you know, we would have had a good week. Good week, good week. Congrats to those three people who tailed us, putting those lineups in, strong lineups. I'm sure you uh, probably would have done it even if it wasn't for our show because those were strong, strong plays nevertheless. And uh, yeah, so after a big dud and not even breaking 100, not even cashing in week one, week two, putting up a strong performance, we'll see how we do this week. Okay, anything else before we move on to week three? No, let's jump into it. Let's share some screens. Let's see. Let's get rid of that picture. All right, moving on. Top teams of the week. Bachman, yeah. I'm going to so start I'll, you off with some perfect. quarterbacks. What do you have for us? Yeah, so I'll jump in quarterbacks this week. Um, I did not put Arizona on here, obviously, and given how hot they've started, uh, that, that could be an oversight. Everyone's going to play them, so there's a little bit of contrarianism there, but I think for my top quarterbacks of the week, uh, again, in no particular order on the top three, but we've got Seattle. Um, they're the third highest total of the week. It's projected to be a close game. I think right now the line is uh, about two. Um, they're they're two-point favorites right now. So uh, 
third highest total of the week, projected to be a close game, and Minnesota has been absolutely torched the first two weeks of the season. So uh, expecting that to probably continue this week. And Seattle, uh, they definitely got the running backs involved last week, but they're still uh, really high in terms of pass rate over expectation on the season. So um, you know, I, I'm expecting them to have a great week this week. Um, Kansas City, you know, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a rare week where we don't see them on this list. Um, they still have the highest total. Their running game has been absolutely um, non-existent over the first couple of weeks of the season. Uh, their pass rate over expectation is still super high, and pass rate over expectation is just a metric from one of the established the run guys that says, you know, league average in the situations offensively that they're in, how often do they pass? The more, the better for QBs. And so, um, you know, both of these teams have super high pass rate over expectation so far this year. Uh, the third, Tampa Bay, um, they've got the fifth highest total on the board, uh, but it's projected to be a, a, a close game, kind of a shootout with the uh, with Los Angeles. And Tampa Bay has the highest pass rate over expectation in the league by by quite a bit. Um, their, uh, their pass rate over expectation, I think was a uh, close to double, um, what we saw in the, uh, in the second, the second highest team, uh, excuse me, not close to double, but about 50% higher than the next team. So they're passing all the time. Brady's clearly just uh, absolutely obliterating everyone. And then, uh, for the, the kind of the sleeper team this week, uh, you've got the, the, the Los Angeles, uh, lightning bolts. Um, you see they're, you know, they're playing Kansas city. That game's projected to be a shootout, highest total on the board by a couple of points. Excuse me, second highest total on the board. Um, I forgot Tampa Bay, Los Angeles is higher, but second highest total on the board. And uh, I don't think a lot of people are going to be on them this week because Justin Herbert threw up such a big dud in a smash spot last week. Uh, but definitely could see them rebounding. And if they're trailing uh, and they're projected to be trailing by about seven, they're going to be throwing a ton. And you know, he's still talented. They still have a great wide receiver group. So I think that, that they've got a good chance to uh, outperform expectations this week. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah. No Arizona card is shocking. Um, it is, it's been extremely impressive what Kyler has been able to do. Feels like we may have a little of a, uh, what Lamar did two years ago, uh, what Mahomes has done now almost twice. Um, it's, it, it's, it's going to be crazy to see if Kyler can continue to keep this up. Uh, that offensive line seems, you know, the, the deficiencies they had in the past seems to be working now. And, you know, Kyler, it may just be like a, hey, veteran playing together for so long, understanding how to read that line, how to kind of be mobile and stuff. But uh, that's that's a tough one. Obviously, I'd still put that up there. Uh, you're talking a lot about Passover expectation. Do you know who the number two team is, if I'm not I mistaken? Is it Las Vegas? Excuse me, Las Vegas. You should know Las Vegas Raiders as the number two passing over expectation team. Now, granted, I don't think they've been ahead by more than three points for them in any of these games, or at least for most time. So we haven't seen John Gruden really pound that rock with, uh, you know, from a running back stance. But uh, some surprises there. So uh, that you might even done, be like a what was that? Done really well. You would have done really well playing yeah. playing the Oakland QB the first two weeks. Yeah, especially the Las Vegas QB. He might have even done better. Uh, yeah, gosh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my, uh, only th my only thought on Kyler real quick, like they're projected to be seven, they're projected to win by seven and a half. And they do, again, this is this is one metric, it's not the end all be all, they're still going to be good. But like, their pass rate over expectations, only just a little bit above the league average. They, so when they've been in situations where, where you would expect them to run the ball, 
they've ran the ball. They're going to be in a game flow where you're expected to run the ball. Like I looked back at that box score from week one where they put up a ton of points in a blowout and they just kept getting the ball on like the 25 yard line and then getting to third and long and Kyler throwing touchdowns. So, you know, again, like I wouldn't not play them if I had them, but I do think that they're not going to continue to just absolutely scorched earth like they have the first two games. Yeah. And it's interesting because is it a new maybe time and, you know, a new time things are changing in the NFL, but, um, or maybe it's just uh, kind of early in the season and teams just want to get clicking, but that whole idea about being ahead a bunch and then like slowing things down just doesn't seem to happen. Like we've seen what Tom Brady and the bucks are doing when they're ahead, they just pass more. They just stay ahead. And, uh, wouldn't be surprised if, hey, when you had the level of efficiency that we've seen out of Kyler and them, that even if they're not passing as much as you'd hope, when they are passing, that level of efficiency is fantastic. And Rondale Moore is a beast. Uh, he, be uh, yeah, I think I saw someone say this on Twitter earlier. Sorry for the lack of accreditation, but uh, he is what everyone wanted LaVisca to be. Like when he has the ball in, the hand, in his hands, he is just electric. There was, I mean, yeah, he had that huge play last week that was great, but he also had one that was a little closer to the sideline on the bottom. On the, like near side and pretty much had two, three jukes, got around 20 yards from it, but uh, it's fun, fun team. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so I was just going to say, I think Las Vegas could uh, be one of those sleeper uh, ones. And even Minnesota, Kirk Cousins has been doing very well from a passing. If that team needs to pass, I could see that game being a shootout this week as well. Um, never know. We'll talk about them in a bit. Okay. All right. Let's do some running backs here. Starting off. Uh, we had Cleveland at the beginning of the year in one of our when I was doing it with Levitan. I think I had them as one of my top three ones. Um, I don't know if Levitan did. I'm not even sure if Leone had them as one of the top three. If not, they were very close. But they have really just been fantastic. And uh, we know in games that they are going to be ahead or at least in it. Like they want to run that two-headed attack is extremely efficient. Then you throw in one-yard runs from uh, was that the Janovich? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, well, and Demetri Felton went off last week. Just like, yeah. So it, it, it's hard to exclude them in games where we think they're going to be, you know, I guess in it. Um, I don't know. That, that's going to be a fantastic card all year as long as people stay healthy there, uh, specifically for this game. Like, it's interesting because they're not a top 10 team in points projection. Chicago is fifth at best against the run, but the Cleveland's still a seven point favorite. They're still going to be running and they still have one of the strongest offensive lines in the league. Um, it's hard to pass up on them. Uh, we'll go to, we'll get to whether we think the top choice later on, but uh, obviously a very strong one. Now, Tennessee next, uh, it is great to see Tennessee, you know, from, Hey, they were one of the preseason top three as well. We knew that because the way that kind of, they run it, the, how much they want to establish it, how much that Derek Henry just in the you know, second half of games just pounds it, uh, Five and a half point favorite here, likely going to get up against Jacob Eason. Uh, I think Tennessee is going to really try to just kind of control this game and just not let it get out of hand. Uh, we do know that the Colts have a pretty good secondary and from a from a defensive standpoint, but um, you know I, I see no reason why Tennessee won't just be able to um, kind of control the flow of this game when you're you know assuming Carson Wentz isn't going to play with his two sprained ankles. You can't imagine. I've got a wife with one sprained ankle and I can't even deal. I cannot imagine how he deals with two. Love you. Um, okay. Next up, we got Dallas. Um, Dallas has sneakily turned into a two headed monster backfield. Um, frustrating for many in traditional fantasy. Fantastic for people here in the owner's club. We've been 
clamoring. We've been hoping for, we've been wanting Tony Pollard to get an increased usage and increased role. We weren't sure if Jerry Jones was going to allow it because of how much they paid Zeke with the contract. But end of the day, we finally had that Tony Pollard breakout game with Zeke still being healthy and in the game. And it went so well. You don't have Michael Gallup because of injury. Uh, I'm expecting them to continue to use Pollard a bit more in the passing game. Zeke to get the continued usage that he has. And uh, when you have such a high-powered offense, I mean, hey, they are the sixth highest team point total, four-point favorite. Uh, Dak not running as much either, so I don't think you have as much, you know, just because of that kind of injury, they're trying to keep a little more protected, so not doing as much on the ground. And, hey, it decreases that risk of okay, a Dak running in the red zone. Um, hey, this is a situation where frustrating in other places, and the owner's club, we love what we're seeing out of the Dallas running backs and that kind of duo attack. And rounding it up with a contrarian play. Um, Melvin Gordon, not exciting, not sexy. Uh, Javante Williams, looking great, but not getting the usage. Javante Williams is second in the league in, uh, I think, missed tackles rate. And I think it's only behind Nick Chubb. And he actually has like one more carry than Nick Chubb. So it's not like a small sample size thing. Like Javante Williams is a, is a beast. When you combine the two, Melvin Gordon getting the passing usage, Melvin Gordon also getting a lot of the rushing usage, and he's been decently efficient so far. But I think most important here is that even though it's not a high point total, they're an 11-point favorite over the Jets. And we've seen what the Jets are doing from a pass-wise. We've seen Zach Wilson have some struggles um, have some struggles just with you know passing to his own guys. So we're expecting Denver to have some strong field position throughout this game. We're expecting them to be ahead. Uh, I don't think there's any need to kind of air the ball out here when you're playing against the Jets. Uh, end of the day, run it, use your running backs, combine them, and I think this is one that could be a – you're not normally playing the Denver running backs, but this could be a great week to do. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, I, at one point last week, Zach Wilson's line was 0 for 2 with two picks. So he hadn't not completed a pass, uh, just not to the right team. Um, yeah, I, I think I think these three picks make sense. I'm a little surprised to, to see Carolina left out. Eight-point favorites playing against the team that was the consensus worst roster in the league coming into the week. Um, obviously, they've got the best talent. Not getting Christian McCaffrey catches uh, hurts, uh, like PPR-wise, um, but I'm, I'm still a bit surprised. Like, it's tough to leave them out when they're a big favorite and they're probably going to try to lean on him. Um, but, you know, I don't I think if I were if I had a decision between Dallas and, and Carolina, I think it'd be a tough one. But, um, you know, I, I think these all make sense. I could see that. And uh, I'm definitely interested to kind of dive in the numbers once we have a larger sample size in those first two weeks, because I do have a bit of bias towards hey, a multiple, you know, multiple faceted attack. Um, and without a doubt, like Christian McCaffrey. Like he's going to get you 150 yards because that's just what he does with a, on the ground. And like that's 15 points. That's great. Um, but then you need to throw in multiple touchdowns, even just to kind of be in contention for these high scores. Uh, I mean, what we saw, Tennessee was up to about 44 points last week. Cleveland's been hovering on that 40. Uh, I mean, McCaffrey basically has to do it on his own and on the ground. So we're talking McCaffrey getting – 150 yards and three touchdowns that's 21 36 and that's like a huge game for him but that's still not yeah. the number one of the top so i think it's definitely in play um but i think it's a little easier for these 
uh, teams that have kind of a bit more spread out um, or just heavy focus on the run uh, to make, you know, to really get there. But uh, I can't, 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 can't really get too upset if you're playing the Carolina running backs though. Yeah, completely agree. All right, let's move over. Let's get some wide receivers. Wide receivers. All right. Well, we already touched on Seattle's uh, Seattle quarterback. Uh, I think you, you know, for the same reason, the, the Seattle wide receivers, I think, you know, high total close game uh, opponent has been torched by wide receivers. And, you know, to add on to all of that, they've got a pretty narrow target tree. They're tight ends. They, they had a, a tight end grab a touchdown in week one, but they did absolutely nothing last week um, at, at the tight end position. And I think that, you know, if this game is as competitive as they expect it to be, Seattle is uh, actually not super high in pass rate over expectation. But again, uh, you know, if this game is competitive as they expect it to be, wide receivers are going to do good. Well, wide receivers are going to do well. Uh, the Rams, uh, excuse me, the Los Angeles uh, Goats. Uh, so we've got them. Um, they've got the, let me see where my notes here. They've got a high total in the game and a high team total. Uh, they're playing a team that is uh, great defensively in general, but especially against the run. And so uh, with their running backs banged up, with their, um, you know, with Tampa Bay being so tough against the run, they're going to air it out. They've been throwing the ball a ton. And again, you know, Tyler Higby, the, the tight end there through two weeks, has actually had pretty good usage in terms of like snap counts and routes run, but put up absolute duds. And uh, their their wide receivers have been carrying the load for that offense through two weeks. So I expect them to, to have a good a good week. Um, and then the third one, Minnesota, uh, you know, kind of the you touched on them earlier uh, from a passing game perspective, but uh, they've been competitive this year. They've thrown the ball well. Dalvin's a bit banged up this week. I mean, he came out of that game twice hurt. And they're saying like Zimmer saying he's fine, but he's not practicing yet. If Dalvin is banged up, I think even more they're going to have to lean on the pass to stay competitive in this game. And I expect them to um, to have some success there. High total, high game total. Uh, it's going to be kind of, uh, you know, tossing the ball all over. And then from a contrarian play, uh, a team that, again, you know, trying to go a little bit off the board here, but like you'd never think to play. Uh, but the the New York, uh, the, the, the New York Blue Men, um, you know, they've got uh, a, a relatively high team total for them, 25, um, which is probably going to be one of the higher numbers they see. Atlanta has been absolutely terrible in all facets of the game this year, but especially against the pass. And uh, New York has not gotten anything out of Saquon yet. They've not gotten anything out of their backup running backs yet. Daniel Jones has actually been decent running the ball. And like the biggest concern for their wide receivers might be that Daniel Jones like runs the ball in. Um, but if they if they do you know have to air the ball out in a game that has a, a decent total and that there is projected to be a close game, I think that they could surprise some people and put up a number that's a little bit bigger than you would expect clicking on the card because you almost never want to click on a, a New York card there. Yeah, really either New York card. Um, I what jumps out to me is this Seattle Minnesota game. And I think this is a great opportunity to do what we've been talking about in the side hustle of playing a QB with opposing wide receivers, um, because either would be great, you know, going with the, you know, Seattle QB and the Minnesota wide receivers, I think is a phenomenal play um, to get a little contrarian and, you know, can very easily see that be turning into a blowout. Um, 
even a cheaper option of if you've got the Minnesota QB, that that's probably not the most expensive thing on the marketplace right now. And pairing that with a Seattle wide receiver, just a quick review. If there's a, you know, if it turns into a shootout, you're likely having wide receivers in the opposing team also doing very well. And so this gives you the opportunity to potentially outscore maybe, you know, Hey, uh, you play, you know, Seattle QBs and he also, ends up throwing one or two to Gerald Everett or maybe a passing touchdown to Chris Carson. And then you get the Minnesota wide receivers that need to play catch up. And now you've outscored uh, the Seattle wide receivers because some other people stole those points. I think that's a great opportunity to kind of, um, you know, use that kind of game theory and strategy for the side hustle or the main event too uh, can definitely come into play. Also think it's interesting. Yeah. We've got the same thing there with Tampa Bay and Los Angeles, right? You know, go on. Playing Tampa Bay's wide receivers is tough. Gronk's had two TDs the first two weeks. But uh, if Brady has five TDs and the Rams are in catch-up mode and passing the ball, their target tree so far has been all wide receivers, right? Pretty reasonable to assume Tampa Bay wins by a bunch and the Rams wide receivers outscore Tampa Bay's wide receivers. Yeah. I think what's a little interesting here is when we look at the wide receivers, the, you know, ignoring your contrarian one, the other three really have two very strong wide receivers and then a major drop off after that. Uh, so with Seattle, I mean, our number three wide receiver looks like Freddie Swaim or Dwayne Eskridge. Uh, with LA, you're looking at like Deshaun Jackson, Van Jefferson, Tutu, Atwell, uh, Minnesota, you're looking at, I think we're probably talking KJ. Um, Osborne, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he had that one big play, but like, there's just such a huge drop off. And so it's just interesting, such concentrated workloads. But those wide receivers have been, I mean, you know, I probably consider them top 14, top 16 wide receivers, all six of those. Um, for And maybe not Robert Woods, but at least five of those six, um, definitely the top there. It's interesting, though, just, you know, you say that and all three of the number three wide receivers you've listed have had a big touchdown in one of the two games this year. Van Jefferson had one in the first game for L.A. Freddie Swain had one last game for Seattle. Uh, K.J. Osborne had one first game for Minnesota. So even without that established third guy, right, they've had bombs that have scored on all three teams. Yep. Very true. Very true. All right. Let's finish with some tight ends here. Starting off, I'm just going to say Kansas City, duh. Doesn't matter who the matchup is. Doesn't matter. Kelsey has been phenomenal. He is uh, probably the number one option in that offense. Definitely the most consistent. Uh, even though Tyreek had those 17 targets week one, we then see week two uh, where it just doesn't you know, do as much. But Kelsey just keeps that consistency. Um, three, four touchdowns right now. He's just been phenomenal. You got that card. You're playing it. It's now just a decision of where it's going to be played and what's the rest of the lineup look around it. Uh, Tampa, um, what we have seen out of Gronk, I can confident. I have full transparency, full honestly say I did not see this coming. Um, after last year where they kind of kept him in bubble wrap throughout the year, planning for the playoffs, uh, Another year where the you know Tampa's probably the, the favorite. They are they're the favorite out of the NFC to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, arguably the kind of Super Bowl favorite. Wouldn't think that they'd really be jeopardizing and kind of using Gronk. I mean, using Gronk as they are. Uh, four touchdowns in the first two games. Even in this most recent game, uh, he only ran around on sixty percent of the snaps. But when he was running those routes, he was you know highly utilized. Um, so 
They still want to use him as a blocker. They're still using him like, I mean, but his role's fantastic. And then we saw OJ Howard. I think he had a catch for 21 yards. Cameron Brate's still playing some role. So you still get those kind of peripheral ones. And even though I don't expect them to have like huge breakouts, it's kind of like a bit of a, a bit of a cushion of, Hey, um, a, you're a little more protected from any kind of an injury risk there. And you do have that opportunity to get another like sneaky touchdown um, with those other two guys uh, from a matchup wise, as we said, going against those LA goats, um, just going to be a great matchup, going to be a shootout. I'm um, probably the game I am most excited for, even removing my Tampa bias, um, just because I think that's going to be. I was shocked to see that the uh, that Tampa started the game as a two point underdog. However, I think since they've moved to about a point favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And switches a lot of line movement. Yeah, that is. And uh, maybe there's some, I don't know, like Antonio Brown has some uh, potential COVID risk. He has been vaxxed. All he needs is two negatives to still play, but definitely uh, looking at the clock there. Uh, Daryl Henderson banged up. Maybe we see a Sony Michelle, maybe a Jake Funk game. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. All right. Now we're going to, this was a tough one, but. Um, George Kittle in San Francisco. George Kittle has not done what you've expected out of someone who's been drafted in fantasy as the number three tight end for the year. Um, now it's not his fault. He still has an amazing talent, still probably the most athletic and gifted and talented tight end in the league, uh, but they just haven't needed to use him. Uh, Debo's been kind of the number one passing, th- you know, receiving threat, and then there's just been a lot down on the ground. Uh, challenge this week are two things. One is I don't think they have anyone healthy um on their roster from a running back like everyone is dinged up um maybe well i think jermichael hasty's out we already know where trey sermon obviously the raheem from before so you may only have one guy left on there um how much are they going to be able to run but the second is you're going against green bay in a game that you may have to kind of you know might be playing from a little behind uh this is the kind of matchup this is the kind of environment where Yes, it's possible that same thing, and we just don't get that much Kittle, but it's also possible that we get a blowout game out of him. If he can get the volume, um, it's you know j- just has phenomenal upside. Uh, I'm still betting on talent here and including them in one of my top three. And to round them out, Denver. I just realized both of my contrarian plays were Denver. I must really dislike the Jets and have no confidence. Not the Jets. Wait, yeah, it's the Jets. Let me make sure. Um, completely. Yeah, it's a chance. That's the 11 point game. Um, but, uh, so what we have here is without Jerry Judy, we're getting increased target, uh, increased, you know, concentration, uh, from a targets. Cortland Sutton's obviously emerged as a beast, but we also are seeing two tight ends here really play. I'm going to play no offense, amazing talent. It's looked great, but now we also have Albert O who's getting kind of an increased role here. So I think this is one of those examples where, Yes, they're an eleven-point favorite. Yes, we may have the situation like I mentioned with running, where they you know, with the RBs, where they just run and run and run. But also, I think they might have just a high efficiency, good field position, getting some touchdowns. And when you have two legitimate tight ends that are putting up points, that's why. Yes, it's a stretch. It's a contrarian one, but uh, this could be one where, hey, if we see it near the top of the tight ends and the, at the end, uh, I'll definitely take credit. And if not, then I'm just going to say it was contrarian, and it just is what it is the big brain play for sure um yeah i think i think all those make sense i mean after the top two it gets thin like you can make an argument for san francisco you can obviously make an argument for uh oakland las vegas and uh and darren waller is always going to be a target magnet there tj hawkinson has been awesome so far this year and detroit is going to be playing from behind all season you're going to have to throw the ball to him so 
it gets thin. And as we've seen with tight end scoring the first two weeks, it doesn't take a whole lot to put up the biggest number. I think uh, the first week was like 22 and last, and this week was like 18 or just, just shy of 19. So, you know, it only takes a couple of guys to go off or, you know, a, a touchdown to, to get the optimal lineup. And also that means that even if you're not optimal, there's opportunity to have uh, to win the tournament without the optimal tight end because they're just not contributing so far to a huge percentage of the scoring, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Uh, Sam Payne, we were at 17. So that is 17 sips for the word contrarian. Now 18. So for those counting at home, make sure you take Wait, your Are people turns. drinking when we say contrarian? Because if 19. that's the case, I could say right. contrarian a lot. Uh, well, now we're just getting and taking advantage of it. Okay. Um, I feel pretty good about those. I like them. I like them. Um, let's... Uh, Let's go with some optimal. Bachman, with uh, the boss, with the boss not feeling well, with the boss not really, you know, being able to make it tonight, you were in charge of creating the optimal lineup. I yeah. will be in charge of... Critiquing? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Let's start off. All right. So we'll start uh, Seattle quarterback. Uh, you know, again, I think that they just, the the total, the concentration, um the the game environment how good they've been like i i think you know I, I think all the recipe is there and they haven't quite peaked yet i think that there's an opportunity here for them to do that okay i don't hate it i don't hate it i think i would have gone kansas city i think this is the game where we see you know i want to say old school patrick holmes but i mean like patrick holmes from like the last two years or whatever um highest point total I don't think they're going to have any interest in using Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I don't hate your pick at all. I think it's kind of, uh, you know, hey, very close. But I think I would have gone Kansas City. But great pick. I like Seattle. I like Seattle in this game environment. Moving on to running back. So, Cleveland, this was probably the toughest one, the one that I struggled with the most in terms of, like, who to pick here. I think that there's not – like, last week, Cleveland was just an absolute standout play because of the total, because of the opponent – I think this week they're a little bit less of an absolute standout. So I think that uh, they were still my favorite, just given game game environment, given some of the injuries they're having in the uh, wide receiver core, given everything. But um, I think that, you know, th- this was the toughest one for me. No, I think that's fair. And I mean, as I mentioned earlier, Chicago top five against the run. This isn't a, I think they're only like top 10 in projected points and such, but they are seven point favorite. We know how much they want to run the ground. Maybe I would have gone Tennessee. I don't know. Either way, it's tough. Uh, Cleveland is a a very solid choice. Um, Wouldn't be surprised if they end up at the top. Yeah. Wide receiver, going LA. And I just think that this game environment sets up for them to have to pass the ball so much. Uh, even if Tyra Higby gets a little bit more involved, like running back, they're injured at running back. They're going against Tampa Bay. They're going to be trailing. They're going to be throwing the ball a ton. And we've seen that Tampa Bay's defense, while good against the run, is was vulnerable in week one to the pass. I think that L.A. has shown that they have the talent at quarterback now with Stafford and the wide receiver to take advantage. Yeah. I mean, it's so hard to run against Tampa. You expect them just to be airing it out. Um it's interesting because I really like, you know, Tampa from a situation here, but I think for the, uh, for LA to kind of finish the number one wide receiver, you almost need Gronk or some of those tight ends to score a touchdown or two, or maybe Rojo or Lenny or Geo actually show up from a running back standpoint. 
Um, but uh, it's definitely possible. Cooper Cup has emerged as just the clear number one on that offense, and it's very impressive. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if we see Bobby Trees, though, uh, have a decent game this week as defenses maybe kind of give a bit more attention to Cooper Cup. Uh, and maybe that means Tyler Higby, too, but uh, I, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, at, at tight end, uh, we're going Denver. Uh, no, I'm kidding, obviously. Uh, Kansas City. Uh, and then for defense, we are going Denver. And, I mean, this is just like I, – I think we've picked Denver all three weeks, but, like, this is just such a no-brainer this week. Like, we not picked LA the first week. They, oh, yes, you're correct. We did. And then last week was Denver. But, I mean, Denver is such a no-brainer this week. Like, going against – Zach Wilson, who just had a terrible day against the Bill Belichick's defense. They're 11-point favorites, and their defense is legitimately great. Like They have a really, really good defense and a really, really good defensive coach. It's just, yeah, this is an easy one. Yeah, I think the only other one that would have been in contention would have been Carolina going against uh, QB playing his first game. Oh, I forget, is it Davis? Davis Mills. Yeah, Davis Mills. Um, so, unfortunately, T-Rod uh, Taylor apparently had maybe a – Maybe someone stabbed his lung again. Um, I don't know. I think he was looking too good for Houston, and they were worried that they were going to lose the number one draft pick. So uh, making sure that no Tarad this week with Davis Mills. But uh, great choice. I agree. Would Without a doubt, be my number one. It's such a strong defense to begin with, and then an 11-point favorite going against interception-prone uh, Zach Wilson. Okay. We've got Kevin here. Primary main event entry is 3 of 5. Don't tell people, Kevin, because then – you know, they'll just pivot off of your other two uh, and, you know. He, he's sharp. He didn't tell us which two they aren't. But, right. um, hey, Kevin, you can also go to the marketplace and go five for five. I mean, just saying. It's almost like playing with five jokers. Okay. Okay. Is there anything else? Is that it? Should we sign off? Uh, you know, I mean, I think uh, I think that's pretty much it. There was – yeah, maybe – I can't remember. Was there anything else? I believe maybe one more thing. We got an announcement. I see Coop laughing in the background. Coop, should we do the announcement? Is it time? Hey, Coop, are we doing a wheel too? I just need to make sure. The people need to know. Oh, he said a thousand. I don't know if that was for the announcement or the wheel. There's the wheel. Okay. We didn't mention it earlier. We're not uh we're not gonna shell too much. We wanted to make sure that the people who wanted to be here wanted to stay here. They're the ones. We'll do a wheel at the end of the show because TJ's not here so we can do what we want. We're going to give away a card on the wheel. But we also might be giving away up to 1,000 cards, Bachman. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. 1,000 cards. I can't have any of them and I'm still so excited. <laughs> I know. $50,000 worth of cards we may be giving away. And we'd be doing it in partnership with one of our very – very loved, very loved partners. Prize Picks. So what do we have here? Uh, Prize Picks basically called us and they're like, hey, we love what you guys are doing. We love the owner's club. We want to pretty much just flat out go hard, go hard in the paint, score a touchdown, get a home one, hit a home run. Every sports analogy or metaphor you can come up with. If you are a new user and you create an account on prize picks, deposit $100 or more, you're going to get $100 instant bonus cash and two free TOC cards. Now, there are only, um, there's about, unfortunately, there's like 
some states that you are not able to play prize picks. Uh, that's unfortunate. We can't do anything about it. Uh, if you go to the site, you can find out which states are allowed. Um, if you happen to go on a trip or a cross-country line, I mean, uh, state lines, you're going on a little road trip, whatever it is, you can enter. Um, but um, it is for new users. They made this clear. Deposit $100 or more, and uh, you are receiving basically $200 worth of value. So those two free TOC cards, $100 in instant bonus cash. Um, make sure you use the promo code TOC. Uh, we will continue to be running our prize picks kind of picks and segments throughout the year. Um, we will be in the Discord giving some of our picks there, but uh, we are uh, just extremely excited um, for when prize picks kind of told us that, hey, they wanted to do this for our members, for our community. Um, it is the first 500 new users. So wanted to obviously release it here because we feel that the people who are kind of uh, joining these shows are the ones who are our biggest supporters. Um, wanted to give you guys priority. Next, what we will be doing is going in the owner's club, the gated access and releasing it there. Want to make sure that people who unfortunately missed this show but are still members have the opportunity. Um, ideally, we will then you know, give you guys at least like 24 hours, a full day or so to sign up enter, be those first 500 or so. Uh, and then after that, we will probably then release it to the public channels of the TOC and then probably put some tweets and stuff on social as well, as well as the newsletter, which is going to be going out Friday. Uh, so it starts now. Um, seeing some questions. You can immediately do it now, create the new account, um, deposit the $100, and then I think you just need to enter. And they were saying, I think you just need to enter, make make one, one entry, enter one thing or something, uh, and you will get, and you'll be eligible for all this. Um, it's big. That's big. What do you think, Bach? It's awesome. I mean, <laughs> five hundred people getting two cards and two and an extra hundred dollars. So two hundred dollars in value. Inevitably, somebody's going to get a joker from it. Way more than two hundred, but uh, super exciting and glad we get to do this with our partner at Prize Picks. I know we've been. Love and working with them so far, and uh, clearly they're fans of the uh, the of the idea, and, and you know I'm I'm thrilled that we get to do this stuff. Yeah, without a doubt. And uh, so this will run for the next probably week or two um, because we're gonna have the pre-order packs and stuff. However, I'm fully expecting us to hit that 500 pretty quickly. Um, so that's why, hey, get in there. Um, you got friends and you want your friends to kind of create one with the TOC, but they don't have TOC accounts. One of two things, hey, get them TOC accounts or two, sign up with that. And uh, we'd be able to hook them up with two new cards and you guys can uh, figure out friend stuff about what happens with those. Um, I, I think this is an awesome thing. I'm excited. We're going to continue to uh, pump this over the next week or so or until we get to those first 500. Um, and we'll go from there. Producer Coop. Do you want to join the stream? Let's get this wheel going. Gosh, you look so good with that purple background. What are you doing, Coop? Am I, are you, am I, am I throwing you on? I know you don't have the USA gear on. That's okay. But uh, there, he is. there he is. How's it going? No, no USA gear tonight for me. I wasn't, I wasn't informed uh, to, to wear my USA gear. But, yeah, absolutely pulling, pulling for the, the minus 190 favorites. Seven out of the last nine had to, had to suffer. So uh, let's hope we can bring home a win uh, on Sunday. And yeah, I mean, if we don't win this this one, Justin, we have to go to the next one. 
Is it where's next one? Paris? Or did we just do Paris? We just did Paris. I forget, but it doesn't matter. We're going. Okay. I hope it's Ireland. I don't know. I want to go. We should have gone to this one. I want to say so when we did go to the last one, it was four years ago. It was a month. It's been a month or so after Arnold Palmer passed and being a Wake Forest guy, uh, literally named my dog after Arnie. Uh, that was sad, but it was also a really cool experience. Had the pins for Arnie's Arnie. They had Arnie's Army. They had the little, um, they had a little special, uh, you know, uh, God, I can't even talk right now. Such a good guy. Um, it was a good time. It was really, it, it was a great experience. And uh, I'm excited for this weekend. A little football on one screen, a little Ryder Cup on the other. Uh, Poker Pro, Eric, do not do that. It is not Europe 15.5. PPE was on his troll game tonight, man. PPE in the chat was trolling hard. I, I do I do love to see a good PPE troll in, in the chat. It's fun to see. So shout when out to you tonight for being on your A game. It, the thing is, he doesn't know, but when I'm hosting, I'm barely looking at chat because I've got another screen going. Like it's, uh, he wasted his good stuff. He's got to save it for another night. Yeah, okay. too good, too good. All right, uh, and shout out to everyone that was chatting early in the chat. As soon as we said wheel, there was about a billion people that, that chimed in. I, I probably missed a bunch of people, so I'm sure we'll see. Hey, I don't see my name on the wheel, so shout out to you guys that were chatting early, and you're definitely on here. So best of luck, uh, TOC card coming your way. DM us afterwards. And if uh, if Jake Cameron is still in the chat, Jake Cameron, hit my DMs uh, after the show too. Uh, best of luck, everyone. Cool, Let's cool. do it. Let's spin that wheel. All right, four, one, TOC card. Could be a joker. Could be a New York. Stan loves. Stan loves. Congratulations, Stan loves the owners club. Just, just facts, facts on facts on facts. Congratulations, Stan. Thank you, everyone, for hanging with us tonight. This was a blast. Give that another like. We need to make sure that TJ knows that he's allowed to take a night off every once in a while if he's not feeling that well so that we are not going to blow up everything when his absence. Yeah, give it give it a like. Justin and Box <laughs> stepping in. Justin stepping into the to, to the host role tonight. Not not the easiest. Called in from the bullpen. The lefty brought him in. Cer- certainly did an absolute fine job tonight. You, gen- you gentlemen look fantastic and and the show was fantastic as well. Bach, I, I'm always I'm always always loving the research you do, uh, bringing the people the stats, bringing the people who's favorited by how much, what the totals are. Absolutely love the the content here, boys. So uh, shout out to you guys for a great performance tonight. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Yes, well done, Bach. Well done, Coop behind the scenes. Okay, get signed up for Prize Picks, guys. Price fix. Download the app. Go fast. Add the TOC. Deposit a hundred dollars, and uh, we'll be able to. We'll, we'll figure out the back end. I think we're just going to have everyone, uh, you know, if they've completed it, submit, and then we'll be able to link it up on the back end with them. Uh, and we will get those cards out to you probably shortly after the next drop. So hopefully after week three, before week four. Um, this was a fun one. I'm going to sign off now. So for producer Kubu, who's now in front of the camera. For Bachman and Bucket Hat Bachman, and for myself and for TJ, the bossman, who is not here tonight, but we're still in our hearts. We got you. Goodbye and good luck, America.